Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And here we are outside of this August eclipse with this new light that is arriving on our planet. And today we are going to be discussing how we can play with that light, anchor that light, and how we can recognize false light as well. My guest today will be helping us find the zero point, really being the observer in our lives becoming the calm eye of the storm, and taking full responsibility for our lives and the triggers that arise and how we can transcend and actually just observe and return to still point. Elizabeth McCullough is here once again on Quantum Conversations. Elizabeth, welcome and thank you for returning to our show. Thank you, Lauren. I just love, love, love being on your show. Thank you so much. We love having you. You're going to interact with our audience today. Just a quick note for our listeners. If you're on the phone, star two will allow you to raise your hand and interact with Elizabeth. If you're on a web call, that will interact with your computer microphone and allow you to raise your hand and get in that queue as well. You can also send in a text over our Q&A box. Well, here we go. The old is really falling away. And <laughs> let's talk about that because if we cling to anything of the old, we immediately see the strife and the uh challenge in things. And what we're what's happened since the eclipse is what I've noticed in my own life is that any areas there's a lot of areas that still come up to be shifted from a higher place of a consciousness and this is really where we must step up and decide and determine to be 100% committed to reacting from a higher vibration your thoughts on this yes absolutely uh vibration is the name of the game <laughs> and the earth and the sun and the whole galaxy is helping us 
move up, up, up into these higher states, which we would call um, basically higher dimensions. And we see this occurring upon the planet. The sun and the earth are going through big, major shifts and changes. If anyone's been watching all of that, we can scientifically measure it. Um, the galaxy itself is moving into a beautiful space in the cosmos, and we are being bombarded by a totally different kind of light than we ever have in all of the time that our galaxy has existed, nearly. So it's truly the name of the game for us to get with that, and um, if you aren't able to, it turns into a lot of different kinds of symptoms an illness it can be very painful so we are asked to ride the wave gently but very purposefully upwards in this frequency shift yes okay so this could come in the in a myriad of ways some people have reported random falls things like this bodily injuries things like that and when we have this occur, what can we do differently to really accept or allow? I mean, sometimes we get injured because our body simply needs to rest and slow down. Uh, so how can we best navigate with those experiences and interpret those experiences? Ah, yes. So this is uh, the, the rule of the universe, as above, so below. And when we understand that ourselves, us, we are microcosms of what's happening on these other greater levels of existence, including the whole galaxy. But right now, with global consciousness, human beings are going through a bunch of different grieving patterns. Once we gained global consciousness, we had to look in the mirror. And so now we are functioning through these different understandings of the self as one global mind. And so when we end up having these falls or these injuries or tragedies over and over and over in our lives, it's because we're being asked to understand how our lives are reflecting the whole. And when you do that, you can start to heal all the little small things first. So we want to look at our lives and say, what are the material shifts that I can make? What are the mental shifts that I can make? And go through all the different layers. Find out where the umbilicals are that you're attached to and start to shift them away so you can really love more fully. And you can start to look at where your energy leaks out in, all, in your daily life and even your dream life. All the small things. And what you find is when you shift even a tiny little small piece of your life, you can end up bringing in a whole lot more light. That light fills you up. It flows out into the rest of the grid and helps heal the global consciousness. So these small shifts that you do, there's more reason to do it than just because it will help you feel better and help you function better and help you enjoy light better, but because it's actually healing global consciousness too. So we need to recognize just how important this web of life that binds us all together, giving us the chance to reflect the universe more powerfully, more purely. So these shifts that we make, <clears throat> they come from higher aspects of ourself. Uh, they come from 
um, when triggers, something outside of us triggers ourselves, that is a sign of something that can be triggered. Yes? Yeah. So let's actually use an example. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so let's say let's say you're in line in the store and the person in front of you is very angry and their their anger is just falling out all over the place it's just falling out all over the, the checkout lady and it's bouncing around and making everybody in the whole circumference who can hear this person very uncomfortable why is it making them uncomfortable well because they are emitting a certain kind of wavelength energy and is bouncing around it tends to hit the heart mind first and the heart mind contains the whole body the heart creates that electromagnetic field around the body so we feel this energy first it hits the heart and then our brain mind reacts our brain mind is the seat of ego it's the seat of understanding the past present and future but the way the brain mind works is it tends to magnify past trauma in certain ways and minimize other kinds of experiences in other ways. So it's not a perfect way to understand our own experience, actually. The brain mind isn't really the very best at holding memory. It's the heart mind that holds memory. But the heart mind is directly influenced by how the brain mind functions. So if you have a lot of trauma that you've been dealing with and your brain mind tends to go in those circles and has many different subconscious aspects to it trying to get attention to heal itself then your heart will reflect that so someone who has been able to say nail down and clear certain aspects of their trauma and have less of a reaction in their brain mind they'll have a more balanced and more still heart mind that can actually handle little crazy events like somebody throwing their anger around. So let's say we want to look at the ideal situation. And in the ideal situation, you'd be standing there observing very still, very calm, and that energy wouldn't ever even hit your heart in the first place because you'd always have full control from your heart mind around the entire body. Instead, then, the brain mind gets a chance to observe what's really happening. Here's this beautiful soul, a being of light, in their body, and they're suffering. And that's what you will observe. And then you can also see, then, all the energy that they're throwing around. This is their, this is their experience of suffering. So you don't have to absorb it, you don't have to hold on to it, and you don't have to be triggered by it. You don't have to allow the brain mind to take control. When we live in that core of light and we allow that core of light to uh, give us strength and also clarity about what's really going on in our brain mind, then we connect the brain mind to the heart mind and, of course, the gut mind, which is our intuition. So we can intuitively react from the gut, we can logically react from the brain, and with love we can react from the heart, and we never have to absorb any negative energy around us. And so there's many different things we can do to get to that point, but that's basically what happens when someone is triggered. They end up reacting with their brain mind first, which has all the different layers of ego-based in there. 
And so we want to be able to really smooth out the heart so that the heart doesn't ever absorb any of that energy, but only holds that very core oneness, that sense of unconditional love, which is deeply protective and gives you a chance to observe what's really happening to you and what's happening to everyone else around you. Yes, okay, so you've got a meditation that we're going to do in this um, episode today for Rainbow Light, but I'm thinking that that would help us as well to really stay centered and find that zero point as well. Yeah, in the meditation we're going to go into the zero point. We're going to greet our three minds and we're going to bring them into totality so they can all be together in one which is your true self. We'll reach down into that core of yourself, and then we're going to bring the spectrum of light, the true, beautiful white light spectrum, which is, in fact, all the different kinds of light. We're going to bring it down through the whole self, and we're going to really activate every single mind, the brain, the heart, and the gut mind, bring them on board, filling them with that rainbow light so they can really fully experience that brightness. And what you'll find is that when you do that, there's going to be this incredible peace that you will enter into. And this will become part of your body memory. It's one that you can continue to go back to over and over again. And when you start to practice this on a daily basis, then you end up being able to retain this body memory of that zero-point core of beautiful white at all times. And it will have a very dramatic effect on the emotions, on mental stability, and, of course, body healing and soul healing. Okay, well then, that sounds so spectacular. Let's go ahead and go into that meditation, and we can talk about some other things afterwards, but that would be beautiful to just go ahead and experience. Sure, no problem. Let's do it. (laughs) Great. All right. So first, everyone take a nice big deep breath and let it out very slowly. This is important to be able to breathe in and let it out very slow. This activates the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve helps bind the three minds together. And so I want you to, with your visualization, we want to understand where this light is coming from that we're asking to come through and help us reach that zero point. This is the light of source. It's what we might call the universal mind containing all things. And so just like the sun emanates white light, white light contains all the spectrums of the rainbow. So we want to visualize this beautiful sea of light above us, and that's what we're accessing. It can come in multiple forms. In this case, let's allow it to take on the form of a beautiful sun. And this is the sun that we might imagine as the center of the universe. It is the universe at the beginning when light first formed. Then there was light. And there 
is the universal mind containing all things, all knowledge, all wisdom, all elements. So now we're aware of it. I want you to allow that light to pour down around you, to illuminate you. I want you to see yourself illuminated. Now we want to come into the brain mind. I want you to go ahead and put your hand gently or touch gently your third eye. This gives your body the signal to greet your brain mind. brings your brain mind forward. And we want to bow to brain mind. Thank you so much, brain mind, for helping us understand the past, the present, and the future. So when we honor the brain mind and we greet it, it comes online. Now we want to siphon this beautiful light energy down into the brain mind. I want you to visualize it very gently moving through the crown. Go ahead and touch your crown. Touch the very top of your head. This brings your body aware of the crown and it opens it instantly. As it opens, we want this beautiful, pure, pure, full-spectrum white light to move into the whole brain. I want you to see it moving into the brain, filling up both hemispheres, down into the eyes, the nose, the ears, the throat, the jaw the neck, your whole head from your collarbone up, filling up with this beautiful light. You may feel warmth. You may feel a little bit of energy. Good. Now we want to greet the heart mind. Let's go ahead and put our hand on our heart. We just want to say hello, hello, dear heart. By doing this, we activate our whole heart energy, the whole heart mind whose beautiful torus of electromagnetic energy surrounds the whole body. And we bow to the heart. Thank you so much, heart, for serving us with your very pure body memory and your energy. Now allow this beautiful, pure, full-spectrum white light to move down from the head area, down through the throat, into the heart, and filling it up very gently like a little bubble, getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it fills up your whole chest cavity. And now we're going to have it be even bigger. Go ahead and allow that same bubble to continue to expand as far as you can reach all the way around your body. And fill it with this very pure, 
full spectrum white light. Your heart may feel a little bit of an uplift. Good. And now, go ahead and put your hand on your gut, on your belly button, and we greet the gut mind. The gut mind is the seat of your intuition, and it is the seat of all the wondrous bacteria and life forms that we have a symbiotic relationship with. Hello, dear gut mind. Thank you so much for helping us survive and giving us a connection to the earth within us. We bow to the gut mind. And now I want you to pull that same energy, that line of beautiful core light that's filling you up from your head down to your heart, down into the gut. And again, we allow a little bubble of pure, full-spectrum white light to get bigger and bigger and fill up the whole entire stomach, the root, the pelvis. Fill it up with light and let it spin down on the left, up on the right, spinning around and around in the gut. Give it some good active spinning. If you like, you can rub your belly down on the left, up on the right to help it move. Good. Now let's focus on the whole self for a moment. Your whole mind is cleared with this beautiful, pure white light. Your whole heart filled up to the brim all the way around you. Your whole gut also filled and spinning with pure light. And down it goes out of the whole self into the light grid. Allow yourself to be a conduit of this universal, full-spectrum, white rainbow light. As it fills and fills, it overflows into the grid to all of our brothers and sisters on the earth and any other living sentient beings who also share this web of life. This purifies the whole self and helps you to be a better reflection of the true universe. Good. Now let's end this beautiful process with a nice big deep breath. Let it out very slowly. Excellent. So now you have a way 
to every day from the inside out use the power of full spectrum rainbow white light to heal your three minds, your brain, your heart, and your gut. Yes, beautiful. That is how we truly amplify the light of the world and bring it in through our body and out again. Wonderful. Wow. You know, as you were doing the first one where we were meeting the brain-mind and feeling that energy, I did feel a lot of heat, warm cheeks, and a warm solar plexus. So, Mm, very powerful. Yes. Okay. So wonderful. If anyone would like to share their experience, we always love to hear from you. It validates the experience for others as well. So good. Then this is it. This is what we can do every day, bringing it in. And it's energy from the cosmos and the sun. And that is how we dissolve the matrix. Yes. It's also a very excellent representation of what our physical bodies can actually go through as we utilize and practice with actual light from the sun. So it's a spiritual representation of a physical process. Okay. Explain a little bit more on that. That can go deep. Yes. (laughs) So do we ever have any trouble uh, acclimating to this light then? Yes. So what you can find when you do this meditation daily and you practice with it, more and more of your inner self will raise in vibration. And so then we come across the law of resonance. If things are not resonating with this higher, beautiful, purified vibration within, in your life, then they will come up for you to examine. Just like if we shine light on anything, we see the very finer details and flaws of our life of or any object that we might look at. So it's very important for us to know that while this light and this full spectrum can heal us, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and of course also physically, it also requires us to examine the sorts of flaws that may come up. So um, a lot of people know if you put lawn furniture outside that the sun will bleach fabric. It will bleach your lawn furniture. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, And this, this is the same with the self. We're being asked to walk into this whole state of formlessness and timelessness more and more as we raise in vibration. And so the different things that are not meant to follow you on that journey into this higher consciousness state will come up for you to look at. Things like diet, things like thinking, different processes of thinking, certain aspects of trauma, Um, Also, taking responsibility for all of these pieces. So just like when you are looking at your skin, for instance, under really beautiful bright light, you can see all the different things that are going on on your face more in detail. And you can say, ah, well, I have a blackhead right there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And this is the same for all aspects of our life. 
So we need to look very carefully at our relationships, at what we have chosen as our work, uh, where we live, how we live. Now, this is important because when we are examining all this, we're going to find that a good portion of our lives in modern society don't fit into the natural white light type of living that mm -hmm. we are meant to come into, this more natural, uh, rhythmic lifestyle that would be more in tune with the earth. And this is really difficult for all of us because our societies have been built upon false light and about and basically built upon systems that create more and more waste and more and more low consciousness thought processes like greed, pain, um, worthlessness is very key. So we come up across these things and then we can feel very frustrated because you don't see, feel like you have any control over how the different material items come to you in your life. We are still dealing with things like plastic and roads and <laughs> and all of this. Um, and we're being asked as a whole entire species to shift, to shift to a whole way of being that we haven't been involved in in millennia. And it's really hard. So I ask everyone to... Be attentive to how you feel about those things. When these things come up, they're often tied to feelings of worthlessness. And worthlessness is the linchpin that keeps us trapped in the matrix. It keeps us trapped in that matrix of control. Worthlessness is the key. So any type of feelings of worthlessness that arise are going to be there for you to address and not to shirk away from addressing them, but to jump right in and say, I'm going to actually experience this. We resist it, it gets worse. This is why we'll often find tragedies will happen back to back or difficult situations will keep rising over and over again. It's because that worthlessness linchpin is being examined more closely in your life. So you have to really dig deep. Does this situation make me feel worthlessness? How is this worthlessness actually showing up in my life? When you can tackle this particular piece, you have done a huge deed for yourself and, of course, the globe at helping remove yourself from the matrix being more free, and then reflecting that freedom out into the global consciousness. So it's very important to recognize that light will do this. Light's going to bleach out a lot of the different aspects of your life. It can be a little bit tiring. Give yourself a chance. Give yourself a break and understand that worthlessness is something we must tackle as a human species on the daily. <laughs> It's not just something that you get rid of all at once. Be gentle to yourself and um, stay hydrated. Without that water, your high vibration is going to make you feel sick. Um, your body, when it heats up, when that high vibration happens, molecules actually start to dance and bounce around. Literally, your full body experience will heat up 
and then you become dehydrated and you have more and more what we call like ascension symptoms, headaches, um, sickness, illness, feeling nauseous, and then we end up having these bad falls or other things will happen. We don't get, we, we're not focused. Bad stuff happens. A lot of it's because people aren't aware that as they raise vibrations, they need to be consuming even more good quality water. Um, so that is something you can do every day too. Be very conscious of that water intake so that your body can function. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then this is a, a good time to ask about an example then. Let's see if we can focus on how we process through a, a feeling of worthiness. It really is, so it's that awareness that we're feeling that way. Uh, you and I were talking before the show about how since these eclipse energies have come in, it's kind of like the clarity that's come about is a re big reminder that we are absolutely responsible for that vibration. And if we are here to stay in a vibration of joy, then, and we're really committed to that, then we have to look at those relationships that come up and we really are responsible for noticing these feelings that they come up. So if this feeling of worthiness comes up, what do you do? How do you process that? One, it's like, yes, we can, the awareness is half the work, but then we have to do something to really empower ourselves again. Yeah, exactly. So emotional processing is one of those pillars of happiness. <laughs> Meditation is obviously, uh, helps us still the brain mind where the ego likes to hang out. And then we have more access to the heart and the gut. But emotional processing is absolutely key. And so the emotional process that I like to use is the one that my teacher actually taught me and teaches um, a lot of different people. Her name is Lucia Renee. Um, and what she does is she asks the brain mind to actually step aside. So let's say we feel that energy of worthlessness. The brain mind automatically wants to go into digging up why we're feeling worthless, but the why is actually something we need to set aside. The why ends up getting managed with the rest of the process. So we bow to the brain mind and we ask the brain mind to pause and step aside. We give it thanks for trying to protect us. The ego really wants to protect you. That's part of its job. It's trying to make sure that you're protected and it, and it goes overboard in general. So we shut the ego off by bowing to the brain mind and asking it to pause and step aside. Then we bring our first attention into the body and we say, where is this feeling showing up in my body and how is it moving? So we use two other questions, where and how. We look at the body and we say, where am I feeling this? Let's say that you end up having a trigger around perhaps the mother or father wound. That's a really big one that happens for so many people. And that often will occur in the heart. So we ask, where is 
this feeling coming up in my body. Then we feel it in the heart. It hurts. Our heart will contract when it's feeling pain. It hurts in the heart. And so we say, okay, it hurts in the heart. We bring our attention to the heart. And then we do this very difficult piece. We welcome the pain. And this is the key part of that emotional process. This is what allows us to move to the other side of the pain, is by actually welcoming it. So we move into the heart and we welcome it. I welcome the pain in my heart right now that I feel when I think about my mother or my father and what we went through in my lifetime. I welcome this pain in my heart. And you truly welcome it. But we do it gently, just like you won't throw yourself into a scalding hot bath. You're going to dip your toe in very slowly in your foot, and you're going to do this very gently. And so we gently welcome that pain. We recognize it. As we welcome it, the body does something extraordinary. It can shift the pain. The pain may move elsewhere. And so then we welcome it again in that area, over and over again, until the body shifts the pain up and out. Most energies of intense pain or worthlessness will start low down in the body and then move upwards into different spaces of the body. And it wants to move upwards because just like any kind of uh, splinter in the skin or or heat moving, it wants to go up and out. It needs to go out. And the best place to go out is, of course, giving it back to source. Source can manage any kind of energy, break it down to its very finest particles, and then turn it into awesome stuff. So source can transmute these sorts of energies. So we visualize that energy moving throughout our body, welcoming it, welcoming it, and then moving it eventually up and out, giving it to source over and over again. So this process is the basics of emotional processing. And of course, it will show up for all aspects of worthlessness. And we get an opportunity every time to set our mind aside and not look at the why. Why did this happen to me? is what the brain mind really wants to know. But the brain mind also will go into cycles of victim and victimhood and worthlessness cycles that will continue to keep those memories in the heart when the heart actually could serve you better by being 100% present with the moment, giving us the opportunity to find that zero point of stillness over and over again. Does that um, process make sense, Lauren? I want to make sure that it's uh, very clear. Absolutely. We have to be very gentle with ourselves as we do that. And again, welcoming the pain mm-hmm, and letting it come out. Well, yeah, that was no beautiful. Yeah, yeah, no resistance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if it helps, sometimes... Um, it can be really difficult to step into that pain. It can literally feel like physical agony. Mm-hmm. And we need to be extremely gentle at that point. But you can begin to understand how the objective 
unconditional love within the self can help you. So always be aware of your first attention. That gives you a chance to be very objective about what's happening. And then we don't have this really massive ego emotional reaction. We are actually changing the experience inside the body and this uh, has a huge effect on the subconscious mind. It heals trauma. So it's very, very effective um, when you actually, instead of in traditional psychology going deep into the subconscious, we're actually asking the whole subconscious and even the entire brain mind to step aside entirely and we are using our objective divine self, the, the will of the soul, to do all of this work. Mm-hmm. You spoke earlier about false light, and it's what keeps us trapped in the matrix, and it comes in the form of the way it makes us feel in these lower density emotions. So how can we recognize it then? It, I guess when we do commit to being fully in higher vibrations, in joy, in love, we can see that which takes us from that is the false light. Share a little yes. bit more on this. Yes. So historically, the matrix was created by many different beings who wanted to enslave human beings on purpose. And they wanted to keep prodding us, poking us, creating pain, creating worthlessness, creating agony. Because these energies coming from the human form, which is a beautiful soul living in a physical body, this is a massive amount of energy. So one of the things that we can really help ourselves with uh, identifying false light is asking a very specific question. Does this separate me? from the energy of source? Does this separate me from the universal mind containing all things? So that's a really good question to look at. And so let's use an example. Um, when I really fully understood this particular issue, I was driving, in a, I was actually the passenger in a car and we were driving on a road trip and I just noticed how all these beautiful trees that we were looking at were growing and then they would try really hard to crack the asphalt. All these trees were trying to crack the asphalt and I thought, this just kind of tells me so much symbolically about the energy of where humans are at. Here we've got this beautiful tree who has no waste. <laughs> the tree never wastes a thing. There is no waste at all. And the tree has this sentient energy. It has a cycle. It is one with the earth and the sun and the galaxy. It is completely within this energy, which we would call true light, the light of the universal mind containing all things. But then you look at the asphalt. The asphalt is constantly creating waste. It's very poisonous. It's made by machines that have to be made by machines that have to be made by machines, all creating waste, all based on a system that is constantly trying to keep everyone in its uh, 
crushing energy. And this crushing energy keeps us separate from that beautiful source of all light, the universal mind containing all things. It keeps us separate by the different kinds of power that are constantly being used to create worthlessness in humans, currency, uh, ownership, all these different aspects that I would call the seats of power. And we have different layers to this matrix that continue to basically create suffering. So if something is creating any sort of suffering that is not part of a natural cycle and it keeps us from actually being one with that universal mind, then we can assume it's going to fall into the category of false light. And that false light is basically the matrix. The matrix looks um, psychically or energetically like a structure around the earth. It functions like a machine. And so all the different societies that we are constantly shifting through, especially over the past hundred years, are all based in very, very specific functions. And every single one comes down to whether or not humans can be separated from their true selves, that beautiful light within us that is our soul. And that soul, its origin is the universal mind containing all things. So we can really examine our lives and say, what are the structures that I'm living in that separate me from my true self? One of them that's really powerful is currency. Money is uh, so important. It's one of the mm-hmm. core pieces of how the, the matrix works. And um, so we look at money and we say, oh my, like how do I stop living with money? Well, that's not really the question you're you're being um, meant to ask. It's more like, how can I shift my perception within about how money is working for me? Money automatically creates an energy of lack. We can actually examine this literally as structure. So if you look at, say, the pyramids energetically, the pyramids of Giza, they were beautiful um, structures made to heal They were not tombs, that is not true. They were fantastic structures that vibrated, um, gave massive amounts of energy, perhaps even free energy to people. Uh, And it could have actually spread across the entire globe, these giant fields that the pyramids created originally. Um, And when you look at them, they are so fantastic, they still emit energy even though they're a shell of what they once were. They still emit a huge amount of energy. And when you look at them energetically even deeper, you'll see that the intentions of the people who built them were based upon love, love for humanity, love for life on earth, being in love with living that beautiful center place inside of us that we would call that core of joy. And so so energetically, the pyramids were built by people who were full of love, love for each other, love for peace. The society of Egypt at that time had 
extremely long periods of peace. And, of course, those pyramids were not built by slaves at all. They were built by willing participants who were deeply involved in healing and peace. Now, if we shift our view to, for example, a skyscraper, uh, a good, nice, big, huge skyscraper, really anywhere, <laughs> and we look at that skyscraper and we look deep, deep, deep energetically at that skyscraper and the people who built it, they are actually more like slaves. They are building it with the intention to try to get by. There's a desperate energy there, a desperation, a need to be able to live. So here's this false worthlessness that's exactly a great example of false light. Here is the intention of the people building these buildings and they just want to be able to feed their families and survive. It's totally different than the energies of these beautiful architectures all over the world made by people who are very conscious and very in love and doing it because they loved each other and healing and, of course, the planet. So we have a very obvious way to view how we are functioning on the earth right now. So we can slowly but surely shift away from all of that. And eventually I do foresee that humans will have another golden age and be able to create and build and co-create with these beautiful energies of love, falling away from the matrix, watching the matrix crumble with the earth and the sun and the galaxy's help, and of course the help of all the really good quality interdimensional beings around too. Yes, and so that's why it's so important we talk about this a lot, that as that old matrix crumbles, the old systems fall away, we are the ones to create from that place of love and from a place of passion. And it's simply doing what we love first, just starting to do it without the without the idea or the thought about how we can make money off it. Because when we put that one foot in front of the other and begin doing what we love, the inspiration for income streams will follow. And that yeah. is that shift within. The shift within is is to really just do what we love, begin doing it no matter what, and not think about how we can make money for, from it. Because that was the old way, right? That place from lack, like we have to put a roof over our head. How? And that's the number one reason why people don't go out on their own. Um, and the second reason is health insurance, right? So these are like programs within us, BS, belief systems within us that keep us there. And that's yes. more false light. Yes, mm -hmm. more false light with those linchpins of worthlessness. Am I worthy enough to go out there and show and share what I really love? Are people going to like me? Are they going to like what I have to share? Really, you have to ask yourself deep down inside, who am I not to share this beautiful light? I'm being called. I'm being called by my true self into freedom, the freedom to be able to share this, and my tribe will come. The people to support you and, and help you will come. All of that will come if you focus in on removing the self-doubt and the worthlessness linchpins and recognizing 
that money is being used to keep you in that matrix of control when you bow to the money and you thank the money. Say, thank you so much, money, for allowing me to exchange energy in a certain way. Then we can objectify money and start to ask the core self, what am I here to do? I'm here to be free, first off. I'm here to enjoy life. That was why we came to planet Earth. There wasn't some big, grand, huge, fantastic purpose. It was very simple. We were here to enjoy and love life, to enjoy the third dimension. That is why we're here. And so if you can really go down deep into yourself and ask yourself, do I really want to just really enjoy my life? We're all going to say yes because that was our God-given right to be able to be free. And that can really help us shift our belief system around that particular linchpin with money. Yes, and as we know, there's many, many layers to shift through as we do that. Lots of programming there, uh, but it gets easier and easier with this advanced awareness of it. Okay, let's go to some callers before we say goodbye today. We're going to go over to Miami, Florida, and it looks like Yvonne. Hi, Yvonne. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you for getting receiving my call. Sure. This is so interesting. I'm so to your guest. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you're on. Oh, thanks. It's wonderful to be here. I just put my raised my hand up because I really didn't have a question, but I I'm, now that now that I was called upon, I'm going to ask one. I started uh, two online businesses. To one of them mainly to uh, educate and to inform spirituality, to see if I can reach as many people as I can across the globe. However, I was told that um, it, I can use it as an online business. Do you think this is okay to uh, to use it as a business or to just use it as an educational tool? Mm, that's a good question. So I want you to actually walk through a quick little process with me so we can reach that answer. Would that be okay? Of course, definitely. All right. All right. So first we want to go ahead and ask the brain mind to step aside, and we're going to come down into the heart mind. I want you to put your hand on your heart. And when we ask your dear heart, we say, hello, dear heart. I want you to ask your heart, dear heart, do you think that it would be okay for me to turn this particular education online experience that I've created into a business? And when you ask your heart, what happens? It's racing. Yeah. It's Does it feel open and warm and excited? It's very excited. It's moving Different from before we, I asked the question. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So the heart is saying yes. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> good. That's All right. right. And now, now come down into the gut mind and put your hand on your belly button, and we're going to ask the gut. Dear, dear gut, hello. Hi, gut. We love you. Dear gut, would it be okay for me to turn this education experience into a business? What do you think? 
And what does the gut do? Well, it's it's breathing up and down. I mean, it's just moving without my my, uh, having anything to do with it. Yeah, that's an excited gut, and it says yes, too. Now we have your answer. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful, because that's why I started it, for that reason. Yeah, do it. Wonderful. It's going to be exciting and beautiful. Thank you so very much. That was wonderful. So I can move forward with that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Absolutely. And I write about meditation and stuff like that, and I put pictures with it. And whenever I do that, it is like I'm flying through the air. It's like I'm in the clouds. Yeah. I have good stress. The words I, I will... For instance, I will research what I want to write, and then when I started writing, by the time I get to the second sentence, I don't look at the paper anymore. I just get downloads after downloads. Oh, I'll be. I wanted to write about the moon, and by the time I researched it, wrote it down, and said, okay, this is what I'm going to be writing about, and by the time I started putting my title, and by the time I started writing, bam, I don't even have to look at the paper. Ideas start coming to me from out of nowhere. Well, from from the high. Yeah, view. that's a great example of following your bliss. Yes, thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Yvonne. You are in the flow. Yes, beautiful, wonderful. When we can lose time and just it it happens with ease and grace. Wonderful spot to be in. Okay, let's go uh, to another caller. It looks like Melinda, also in Florida. Oh, God, excuse me, my throat. Hey, guys. Um, Hi. Hi, Melinda. <laughs> Hi. Deborah, is it? Deborah McCullough? Elizabeth. It's Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth. Okay. We can tell where mine mind is at. I know you're one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I've been doing a lot of purging recently, probably the last... Um, year and a half, two years, though, especially in my gut area. Um, You know, it's been an off-and-on process, and I really appreciate because both of you touched base on um, reactivity and also embracing the feeling and the emotion as it comes up and allowing that. Because there was confusion in that, whether or not, you know, when I walked into a, a place or a space, you know, I would get triggered, and so then I didn't really know if I was allowing myself to be, you know, like overtaken, overwhelmed, and internalizing it, or whether or not it was coming from within and needed to be felt and dealt with. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, within me, because, you know, I have been, you know, I feel like, um, you know, was very sensitive and also very unconscious for a long time. So, you know, when you wake up and you realize what you've created and you're not really liking what you see um, and you're having to, um, you know, and I hated that word, word, Lauren, responsible. (laughs) I used to get, (laughs) I, I, I would cringe, you know, and just was so resistive to that word responsible. And then, you know, I had somebody say, 
oh, well, you can see it in another way and see it as, oh, thank God I'm responsible. But see, right now, I'm at a stage in my life where I don't know what I enjoy. I truly, truly believe that if you're passionate and you love something, um, then the process will fall into place, like you said, but it's just getting in touch with those aspects of me or, you know, clearing. I mean, I don't know what it is that I would even enjoy. So it's kind of like I'm in this abyss, you know, I'm in this space and place where, you know, my beliefs are and, and truth realize that I do agree with that. But, you know, I'm in a job and I'm living in a space that's, you know, reminders of um, of what I really do not like. Gotcha. So you know, in anthropology, we call this space the liminal space. I like to cause it, call it the the dressing room or the coat closet, <laughs> <laughs> where the door is shut behind us, the door is shut in front of us, and we're really literally being asked to shed all of our clothes but there's no directions on the wall right. telling I'm us what to do yeah yeah we got to get really naked and then rebuild from there and here's the deal the the ultimate goal is to try to open that door in front of us and we got to figure out what the key is right but you can't join the awesome party on the other side until you get your party clothes on and when you've suffered especially as an empath is what i'm hearing you say that you you were an empath but you were not conscious and so you suffered very deeply for so long with the layers and layers and layers that you absorbed as an empath and then not consciously being able to release any of that so that would translate when you wake up into consciousness into a lot of purging Basically, you entered into the coat closet and you've got like 20 different outfits on that you ended up, and they're all mud covered and all kinds of stuff. So so you've got to be able to take each one off and then feel a little lighter and be conscious of it. Take another one off, be a little lighter, be conscious of it. And that takes a lot of processing, a lot of emotional processing. Eventually, you come down to the bare self. And then you're all dirty. <laughs> you're all dirty and like gross and you got to do something about that. I suggest making sure that you do very conscious light gazing every day. I think that one thing that really can help do the quality showering off of the self that we really need that's both physical and spiritual is doing some light gazing. That means actually doing sun gazing or doing rainbow gazing. And this is actually literally looking at, staring at, using the meditation technique of gazing, which is very precise, into the spectrum of the rainbow, or actually looking at and doing a very gentle gazing upon the setting or rising sun. There's several reasons to this. They're all very deeply scientific. I actually go into them in a couple of classes in my special offer. But one of the things that happens is that by using your eyes, using your eyes and allowing this light to spiritually fill you up and to physically penetrate your your 
form, your body, your brain, you're going to be able to do that sort of showering off, that rinsing off of all the residue that you're that you're trying to finally get off. Then you can actually be in a state of bare, open expansiveness, and then that's when the fun happens. Then you get to go and go through all the different things, try on lots of different clothes, try out different things, try take new classes, don't stop learning. Just go on, we have the internet now, go online and enjoy all different sorts of stuff. Watch different movies that you've never watched. Try out some things. See what feels really good. Then you get to say, ah, I really like this dress. This is the one I really like. I'm going to wear this for a while. See how it feels. Eventually, you end up coming to a place where you you get to pick out your full party outfit. And it can be a variety of things. No longer are we asked to only wear one type of thing. So you can have many different fun things that create your bliss. And at that point, then you're going to feel ready inside and out to open the door. And when that happens, the door opens. There's no specific key that you have to put in or anything. It's pure joy, that really great, good, quality feeling inside no matter where you live, no matter what job you have, that you can continue to retain that joy at all times, during all experiences, that's the key that helps you open that door. And then you join the party, which is that full experience of happiness every day. So that's the metaphor experience that I like to use for what you're basically going through. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And, you know, thank you for that. Um, because I've been getting impatient again. I mean, I've ha- I've had glimpses, I've had yeah. moments, but then all all of a sudden, my um, you know, my ego or my mind will come in, and I'll I'll get resistant, and I will go, well, I'll give you this if you give me that. Right, you know, sure, the sure. Bar- <clears throat> you know what I mean? Well, you're asking me to do this. Well, I want to see that. So, and I yeah. know when I do that that that's not good. <laughs> well, we make de- demands upon the universe in that way, and it, um, and it creates that sense of lack, um, when actually it's, the equation is already complete. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you both. I mean, really, I, I needed to, you know, just be around, you know, consciousness and be around you know, hearing this over again and realizing that, you know. Um, You're on the right track. How'd you You're know on the right what, I, what I wanted to hear? <laughs> <laughs> I needed a little boost. Thank you. You're very welcome. Good. Good. I'm you. glad you got a boost. Thank you, Melinda. <laughs> Much love to both of you. Thank you. you. Yes, I mean, amazing rainbow gazing technique, sun gazing technique, using our eyes to let the light fill us up. Beautiful. Okay. Well, we have some callers um, with questions, actually. And Joy, she says, can you help me find what separates me from my true self and money? What separates her from money? From her true self and money. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Well, when people ask that, which is probably the most common question, it's sort of a question around purpose. Um, I would say, Joy, that most of the time it's trauma. We've been through so much, but not just your own life. Your DNA holds the memories of all of the many millions of ancestors that came before you. Part of what separates us from our true self is that our bodies are expressing this genetic bondage. And so you actually can rewrite all of that. You rewrite that by being very consistent, like a hawk, around your thoughts. Your thoughts are vibration, they're frequency. And so when you fall into thought patterns that you learned or thought patterns based in trauma, based in suffering, then that continues to proliferate those same traumatic experiences and the DNA will express it. And it helps uh, to really understand that first and foremost. Secondly, part of what keeps us separate from understanding our true selves is that we don't understand our true history. So really understanding the true history of false light, uh, the true history of the matrix, why humans were here in the first place and how we got here, these are the truths that will set us free. And the fact that we also are surrounded in interdimensional beings. They, the good ones, really want us to be able to access that wonderful freedom. And so I urge you, to talk with your angels. Every single human has multiple angels with them. And they have access to many, many millions of angels. These are very powerful beings. If you haven't already built a relationship with them, ask them. They are here closer than they've ever been in dimension to us. And they serve us towards that freedom. And then when it comes to the money piece, dear, it's so important to understand what money's purpose was originally. It was a power play. It's basically the blood force that makes the matrix run. So we must bow to money. We must bow to it with gratitude and thank the money energy with gratitude. That helps clear money. Uh, I'll give you a couple of tricks that you can do that are really fun. Take your bills every time you get a bill in the mail. I want you to take it, and I want you to write a little note at the top. Thank you so much. With a little heart and a smiley face. Thank you so much. Instead of looking at the bill as taking energy from you, I want you to see the bill as an example of how you were served. In some way, shape, or form, that bill is saying you received a bunch of light. You received hot water. (laughs) you received the internet and I want you to bow in gratitude to that reception you can also literally take your cash and each dollar bill or each ten dollar bill or twenty dollar bill that ever comes through I want you to actually hold it in your hands hold it to your heart and thank it this is a really great way to clear money lines and when we do this with gratitude it can shift our entire way that we experience money. And it helps heal 
all the currency running around the planet helps heal it for everybody else too. So that's a couple little things you can do, Joy, to help yourself reconnect. And I urge you to learn more about your true history, about the true history of humans. It will really help a lot for you to be able to recognize who you really are. Yes, again, with that awakening process, when we do become aware of this, we can see how we can be more responsible for the way we feel. That's how we become masters at this game of life. So wonderful. Really shifting the energy with money games. It's it's beautiful how that works. I also love to, I mean, in my personal experience, I saw um, in one situation it felt like we were hemorrhaging money, but I shifted it by an awareness of seeing how that money was helping the local economy. The guy who was putting new tires on my car, I saw how that went to his family and the baby in a high chair. So we can see it that way and let it flow and see it as currency that it flows. So also not to feel bad about the bills that come in, enjoy paying our bills and enjoy letting it flow and not clinging to it because that'll get us too. Yep, that that hoarding is what the elite do in our world and create that consistent system of greed and desperation. So, yeah, sharing and flowing like natural energy does. Sharing and flowing like trees naturally do. Mm-hmm. They don't charge <laughs> they don't charge money for cycling our carbon dioxide into exactly. oxygen. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. All right, well we have time uh, right now for one more caller. Let's go to Camarillo, California. Last numbers of the phone number, 7395. Hi, what's Hi. your name? Hi, this is Beth. How are you ladies doing? Hi, Beth. Hi, Beth. I was um, calling. I I don't know, if um, Elizabeth, if this is something you could help me with, but um, I've been, my sinuses are and I've been doing so much work, personal work, these last few years with releasing and forgiving and transforming and and teaching and learning and growing. And everyone I've spoken to, it they they keep saying it's not a big deal, but my sinuses are clipped. And so I'm just curious if there's something that you could you see or are getting a message about that that, that I'm missing here. <laughs> As for your sinuses, and so the word you're using, is it clipped or flipped? No, flipped because things that are green like lettuce and cucumbers and bell peppers and anything green except for avocados, any vegetables, they all smell and they all taste the same. They taste like wilted flowers. Oh, I see. So you're, oh, okay. Well, usually when there's some smell issues happening, that's related to taste. Most people don't realize that most of your smell stuff is completely taste-related. Let me take a look for you. Yeah, Yeah, with your permission, I'll I'll do a a medical intuitive scan. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. So the first thing I see, dear, is that the part of what's causing this downfall in your smell and your taste 
senses is candida. Okay. And um, do you have a couple of uh, do you have a couple of cavities that were filled at some point? Um, I went to the dentist and they because I had a crown that came off. And um, what happened was this came started with an angry, a cold that came out of an angry experience that I had at a funeral, um, my sister-in-law's funeral last year. And I got a cold because I went in the bathroom and started swearing at her for keeping me from my family for 20 years. And so um, when I, and I realized and I went into this cold and then for six months I didn't have any taste. And then when it came back, it was um, flipped like this very yeah. strangely. And so what so happened actually was when you were expressing that anger, that anger was super deep, right? Twenty years deep, yes, yes, and it yes. went deep down into the gut. Yes, yes. So I, um, t- I want you to go just for a moment. Take your hand and put your hand on your gut mind, on your That's belly button. That's what I'm doing right now as you're talking. <laughs> yeah, and when when that anger sits in the gut and you released it, it it did a whole number on your immune system and the immune system is based out of the gut and when that immune system fell with that cold the candida was able to get a hold and throughout your whole body Um, and so we want to be able to address that and um, there's many things you can do I I would suggest doing not only a heavy metal a very gentle heavy metal cleanse but to also help your liver and to do mm-hmm. some lymph cleansing and so the things you can do to that are really natural gentle helpful and won't go against any normal medical advice would be rebounding get a yoga ball and start bouncing on it every day 10 minutes this cleans your lymph it's going to support your oh, whole what? system in getting rid of that candida then of course we're going to um, add in a lot of really great, good probiotics if you haven't already been doing that. Yeah, I heard, I've been doing that. And um, I'm taking medicine from a Chinese medicine doctor to try and he says it's the nerve that got, went off. It got turned off in my gut that talk, that talk, communicates with my sinuses and that I'm drinking this medicine twice a day, this Chinese herbs, to flip that nerve back on. Yeah, and uh, rebounding will actually help that too. And then if you add in a whole lot of cilantro into your diet, it's going to bind with the heavy metals as well. Okay. A lot of Should the detoxing is going to happen. Sorry? Should I do cilantro? Cilantro binds with it. And so does uh, activated charcoal. So if you take one activated charcoal every day, um, take it uh, like in the middle of the day um, or uh, right before your meals, Um, So one tablet of activated charcoal, what's happening is that when you are taking these medicines and stuff, you're trying to get your gut to turn back on into a healthy system and get that nerve to come back on and all of that. But that candida is just totally taking over. So we really, really want to fight it. But when candida dies, it releases toxins, which is why rebounding is going to be so important to get rid of that toxins through the lymph. And then we want to support your liver to do that. You want to make sure and add in a whole lot of olive oil and lemon into your diet. Okay. Yeah. And then I also want you to practice doing daily coconut oil, oil pulling, 
This helps with killing candida, rebuilding your teeth, and will help a lot with your taste. Oh, my God. I just started that like four days ago. Good. Keep own. doing it. And then also, yeah, it's a very, very helpful. I was just, All I was right. Just it's really easy. Just take a half a tablespoonful of coconut oil and just swish it in in your teeth and pull it through your teeth. I like to do it during a shower so you can actually get the good 10 minutes worth and then just spit it in the trash. And then I want you to get a copper tongue scraper. Copper tongue scraper will help get rid of the candida on your tongue and help get your your smell, your sense of smell back. Slowly but surely, you're going to get rid of all these toxins. You're going to get rid of the candida, cut the sugar as much as possible, stick to whole foods. I know they don't taste that great right now, but they will eventually. And uh, really, really stick to it. Stick to get get some really good broth in your in your diet. Gaps diet is a really good one to help fight candida. And you'll find that you won't feel very good for a while. But that oil pulling helps pull those viruses and those bacteria and the candida out of your bloodstream. Bouncing in the lymph will clear the lymph. Bouncing, bouncing on those yoga balls for ten minutes. And then, of course, tongue scraping clears the candida off the tongue. And then we support the liver with olive oil and lemon. We have good cilantro and uh, activated charcoal to help clear a lot of the other heavy stuff going on. And it's going to take you a while, but I think that you're going to see a significant improvement with at least uh, within at least a month, especially if you're doing that oil pulling. So just keep keep moving wow. forward. You'll get it. You'll get it, and it's gonna be okay. Yeah, I'm. I know it can be really hard when emotions end up totally uh, taking a toll on the physical self, but you can get it back. And always, don't forget to make sure you get enough sunlight. That sunlight's gonna help all of you heal inside and out. So just go sit in the sun every day for 20 minutes. Yeah, preferably in the the morning or the uh, evening sun. That's when the UVA rays come out. That's the really precious light that's going to help you heal. Okay. Beautiful. So like in the morning. Okay, that's so great, Elizabeth. Wow, everything you were saying was just getting, hitting, 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 hitting. It was. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thanks, Beth. Thanks for sharing. Thanks, Thanks Rudy. Wow, you know, it's so interesting to see you work, Elizabeth, and and how you did that intuitive scan, and uh, uh, you're helping many people. Well, thank you, you have, a, yeah, thank you're welcome. You have a a personal session that's available in your special offer, and tell us a little bit about your special offer before we say goodbye. That's a great program with lots of teachings from you, even the rainbow gazing and more. So kind of go over that a little bit and and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, so I've pulled up all the best stuff I've done over the past couple of years into this and I I'm offering um everything that I've done that that could possibly um, help anyone at this point. Uh, so with that first piece, the the part one, you get all of these audios. You get the Three Minds workshop. Um, so you will learn how the brain, how to help heal and understand the brain mind, the heart mind, and the gut mind. Um, I'm also offering Rainbow Gazing, which is 
very specific details in science and history behind exactly how to do rainbow gazing. We do practicing with light where I talk about all the science and the spirituality of working with different wavelengths of light. And then um, I also have uh, several other MP3s, one uh, regarding oneness, um, body love, where we go through several different layers of programming in the body that help us get rid of those linchpins of worthlessness. Um, I added in also my class about timelessness and formlessness, two very specific energies that can help us really jump into those jet streams into higher consciousness. Um, and then uh, I've got to pull up my list here because I put so much in this. <laughs> um, and so then um, for those of you who are really interested in the templates, I also um, have taught a lot about the different aspects that are universal cultural attributes that I call ancient templates of wisdom. And with that first package, I'm going to um, do a email uh, exchange, and I'll pick 10 MP3s, 10 t specific templates classes out of 94 that are available to give you. So they'll be specifically honed for where you're at. And um, then we have uh, the total expansion of self which is going to help you really understand the last four templates, which are uh, the universal mind containing all things, the void, formlessness, and timelessness, and then an entire class about all four of them. So you get five MP3s out of that. Uh, and then we have uh, Psychic Playground, which is seven different classes <laughs> about psychic development. And as a seer and a scientist, I've really delved deep into the subject of the third eye and how we can utilize it. So we start from the very basics, and then we go seven classes deep into the more advanced fun stuff. Um, and then let's see. Uh, I also have the mechanics of false light available, which is going to give you more of that history of humanity. We start from the beginning of what happened to humans from the very beginning and then we come into present time and then I give you even more details about how to recognize false light and how it works. Um, and then we get into uh, the second package where I'm going to offer this time a 90-minute long session um, so we really get to open up a whole lot. We can do a lot in a 90-minute session. And then my very favorite part, which is the Yellow Crystal Seed of Purpose mini workshop that will be happening October 21st. It's a three-hour workshop, and it's on a Saturday. And we're going to unwrap some of this incredible co-creative energy available from the universe and really step-by-step step learn how to not only focus in on precisely what your desires and intentions and purpose is, but then step-by-step step cultivate it through all the different layers of your life so you can start to see it prosper um, and grow throughout your whole life experience. So I'm just really thrilled to offer this big, beautiful, nice, expensive package for everyone. It's very exciting. 
Well, we thank you for that. It is fully loaded with a lot of great things in there and some awesome teachings. We can really get a grip and put our heart mind to it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Of course, it's available on the special offer link on this webpage. Well, Elizabeth, our time is up for today, but this has been beautiful. We can certainly talk to you for hours more. I know, huh? <laughs> so interesting to see about our humanity and, and how we can learn to recognize the false light. I think ever since we were children coming onto this planet, we can remember a time when we looked out at the world as that young toddler and just knew something between that false light, we knew what was real and what was from source and love and what was not. Would you agree? Absolutely. We're going to retain our childlike wonder. Yes, that is a beautiful way to come back into our source point, that beautiful eye of the storm. <laughs> Being the calm in the eye of the storm and being the observer, and as you teach, finding the zero point where we are connected with the universe and source, and we can reflect that universe from within us. That's a mindful and a heartful. And so as we say goodbye today, any last words of empowerment for our listeners? Ah, yes. Your body and your spirit are 100% made of light, physically, scientifically, spiritually. You are made of light. You are meant to be a part of light and to play with light. Don't forget how important pure, pure, beautiful sunlight is and how we can absorb it in through our minds, through meditation that we learned today, and, of course, clearing ourselves from within in that way but also make sure you get out and enjoy the gorgeous rays of the sun and be able to um, enjoy its healing power your body will thank you yes the beautiful solaris our beautiful sun with mm -hmm. the living light energy for each of us Thank you, thank you, thank you, Elizabeth McCullough, for this quantum conversation. Namaste. Okay, beautiful lessons from today. So now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. Namaste.
for listening and sharing in this space today. We leave you now with music from the universe, literally sacred geometry of music, as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music, available at AcousticHealth.com.
The conference is now completed. Goodbye.